And I'm going to leave you alone for now. But it's just a reminder of what the big bullies, the Dallas Cowboys are. When you're going up against inferior competition, you show up and you show out. And you'll win a tough game here and there. But every now and then there's elements and increments that are dropped to show you who you are and what you're going to be when it really, really counts. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> Shannon, like I told you, just wait. Be patient. They won't let you down. And sure enough, my Cowboys didn't let me down. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> First chase in the house. Oh, my God. Let's go. Let's go. Batted out of the air and almost intercepted. Dropped him for the sack. Prescott taking a shot. Well, that was ugly. They beat us with the formula. Weaving his way through tacklers and dragging people. One-yard touchdown run by Josh Allen. Look out, Dak. Down he goes. Intercepted. We just trusted our guys to make plays, and uh, they did. Diggs, an unbelievable one-handed grab. A blowout. Thoroughly outplayed by the Buffalo Bills. Good day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into First Take. Thank you for being with us. Hope you all had a fabulous weekend. Dan Orlovsky. I did. I know you. I, I hope you had a fabulous weekend. Nice green suit, by the way. Don't know about the top. That's a different subject for another day. You can't do any wrong today. Shannon Shop, how you doing, my brother? How you doing, Shannon? I'm doing Shad? wonderful. Uh, I'm, I'm doing amazing. Mean, yeah, are you doing amazing? amazing? Are you doing amazing? Because that's what I care about, Shannon Shop. I want, I want you to be all right. right? I want to make amazing. sure y'all are right. Everybody smiling. I'm Everybody great. smiling. I, want, I love everybody. I just wanted to say that. You understand? Say, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's all I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say. How we do. You How good? we do. How I we feel do. great. All right. Let's get into let's, it, guys. Let's do it. You know what we're starting. I have a present starting. for you. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, boy. I have a gift I for Stephen A. I can't wait for that. All right, right. Well, just, you know just what? Stephen A., that's a little bit Let rude, me say this to y'all. Cool. Let me say this to y'all. I appreciate it. Clearly, Shay Shay got me a beautiful gift. You got me a beautiful I had my gift yesterday. <laughs> I just want everybody to know that. My gift, my favorite gift. Was yesterday. I'm glad everyone's but getting you gifts because I'm not getting you a gift. I won't miss it. Let's go. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys were blown out by the it. Bills 31 to 10 yesterday, defeated in all phases of the game as James Cook ran all over their defense for 179 yards, all while losing first place in the NFC East. The Cowboys have yet to lose in Dallas this season, averaging a league best 40 points in those contests. It's a different story, though, on the road where they have a losing record and score 18 fewer points. Points per game. Let's talk about it. We play so well at home, and there's and there's just too big of a gap in our road games. Yeah, we're, we're conscious of it. We've we'll, um, got a long flight home to, to continue to talk about it, think about it. It's a huge difference, um, and, and really, that's it, what the, this next week of preparation and, and honestly, these next couple of weeks are about is, is figuring out what that that difference is and. Trying to close that gap. Honestly, it's just unacceptable at this point. Uh, there's no excuse for it. Uh, it's mind-boggling. I don't understand it, why we're not playing well and why we're not coming together on the road. All right. 
Let me start with the unbiased party here. That'd be you, Shannon. Shannon, can Dak and the Cowboys be trusted to win a big game, especially on the road? Concerns that I've always had about them. And, and then when we try to point that out, you remember a couple of years ago, uh, uh, D.O. And, and Stephen A., D- Dak threw like 35, 36 touchdowns, only had 10 interceptions. And they said, well, this is a different team. And he gets to the playoff and the San Francisco bounce him. And we've seen this in his rookie season, have this great year, and they get bounced in the divisional round. So the, the concerns that I've had all along are still there. Um, you know, there was, there was conversation about Dak being a game manager. I saw Dak win a game against the Seattle Seahawks at home because his defense did not have it that day. And they got into a shootout, and Dak had to be great, and he was. But I also saw yesterday when the team needed him to put them on their back because they have been unable to run the ball effectively and efficiently all year, and it was nothing. And they're right. There's too big a disparity between home and a road in order for you to take this team as a a serious uh, Super Bowl contender. I don't believe they can go on the road. And because the only thing that's concerning to them are the 49ers. I don't believe they can beat uh, the 49ers in San Francisco. I believe the 49ers can go on the road. They can go on the moon. They can go to Neptune and beat any other football team. But my concerns for the Cowboys is their inability to run the football and their inability to stop the run. Because yesterday was about, you know what it is, Stephen A., you heard me say this before. Running the football is, a, is an attitude because you said, I'm going to move a man against his will. You see, in the passing game, Dio, we can get exotic. We can stack the formation. We can motion the formation. But when one man puts his hand in the dirt and another man puts his hand in the dirt and he says, you've got to leave this plot of land. And the Cowboys says, we're not going anywhere. And the Buffalo Bill offensive line said, the hell you say. And James Cook was going up and down the field. Uh, uh, seven completions, 90 yards. And you couldn't stop the run when you know it was coming? Yes, I have the same concerns that I've had for the Cowboys for the last five years. Floor's yours, Dan. Go ahead. We don't have any evidence that this team could go on the road and win a big game. At home, sure. At home, absolutely. The last five times that the Cowboys have had to go on the road and play a team with a winning record, they're 0-5. The average score of those games is 32-18. to It's a completely different football team. There's no evidence that I could sit here and say, this is what Buffalo did. Buffalo, this wasn't exotic. They ran like three plays, Shannon. Buffalo lined up and said, hey, you're too little and we're too big. And if you want to continue to play little, go at it. But they ran, number one, Michael, you're not going to ruin the game. We're not going to ruin the game. That happened. Number two, you're number 14 and number 33, Damone Clark and Clark and Marquise Bell, who have been really good this year, certainly when it comes to their speed and athleticism. You guys are going to have a 100-pound disadvantage when it comes to stopping the run. D- D- Dan Quinn never adjusted. I think, if anything, today is a Dan Quinn has questions to be answered day. He's a tremendous coach, knows more football than most people on planet Earth, never adjusted. Completely outcoached by Joe Brady. And then if you look at this offense, and if I, I, I told you the one thing that showed up for Dallas's offense yesterday, when, when they don't know exactly what the defense is doing because they get to line of scrimmage and get to go hot, 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 and, and try to know exactly what they're in, they play with a little bit of doubt. They play with a little question. D- Dak did not play good, but he's far from the reason why that they lost this football game. But this was an identity thing for Dallas. And to go on the road and to get whooped like this, 
physically and completely no show, I have no evidence that if they have to go on the road, could play good in one game, let alone having to do it three times in the playoffs. Nobody's wrong. But I'll look at you, Dan Olavsky, and I'll say, is that all you got? <laughs> is that all you got? You really, really think that I'm going to sit up there and let the American people sit there and listen to that football dribble you just threw out there? Now, I know you're accurate. You understand? But what you're not taking into account is the totality of the moment, okay? I mean, my man Shay Shay tried to do it. I'm going to do it for you, Shay. I'm going to do it for you. I'm circling back. I'm going to let you. I want you to have your opportunity. I'm going to circle back. I got you. They bullies. They bullies. And every time they run up against somebody their own size, they get punked. This what happened. This what happened. Okay, this ain't the Giants two games. This ain't the Commanders. This ain't the Carolina Panthers. This ain't the last place New England Patriots. Oh, no, 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 no. What happened is they ran up against a team that said, we going to keep it simple. We're talking about a guy in Josh Allen that completed seven passes. We're talking about a guy in Josh Allen, an MVP candidate in your eyes, okay, that didn't throw for 100 yards. And guess what? He didn't have to. That's why. He didn't have to. What we going to do is we going to run the ball. You understand what I'm saying? We going to line the Shannon Sharps of the world up against Stephen A. on the front line. We, we all know I ain't got no chance. I ain't got no damn chance. That's like me getting a weightlifting contest with Shay. It ain't going to work. You understand what I'm saying? This is what they did. They said, Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons, you want to rush the quarterback. You want to rush the quarterback. Well, how you going to feel when we, uh, when we employ this running game and we keep coming right at you? What you going to have? What's the last time you see Michael Parsons is breathing like that. He's a bit tired. He's a bit tired. He's a bit weird. And by the way, speaking of Demarcus Lawrence, before I get into him and his rough in the past herself, giving you a touchdown when you were about to score a field goal on the first possession, what I'd be remiss, Club Shake Shake, in, in, in negating to bring up Demarcus Lawrence. Could you play the sound the last time we heard him talking? Could you play that for me, please? Just play it for the audience. Hit a mother in the face over and over and over and over again until they quit. And when they quit, hit them again and again and again and again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't I tell y'all? <laughs> Didn't I tell them to keep that same energy? Ain't that you're what right. I said? You're I told, said you keep the same keep, energy. You think you can't. Keep, 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 please keep the same intensity. Keep the same intensity. Don't lose the intensity. Keep the same intensity. That's what I said. And sure enough, you roll up to Western New York, and what happened? You got a bunch of brothers just waiting for you. They're saying, we ain't going to be pretty. This ain't Dorsey now. This is Brady running this office. Not Tom. Joe. Not Tom. Joe. We going to run this office. We going to run it down your throat we're gonna beat you down and that's what they did what did they do also in the effort to do that they kept Dak Prescott off the field he couldn't gain a rhythm we knew the three and inception at the end of the game was coming because that's apropos but what did he do prior to that he overthrew Nothing. Cooks wide open he overthrew Cooks all right, wide open all right, all right, hold on, hold on. excuse me people gotta stop saying that he <laughs> was not wide open he was open damn it he open, is open sure stop it's it a 60 excuse, excuse, excuse me excuse me excuse me was he not a, at least two to three yards ahead no. of the yeah. yes he was number three one yards? number one and number two ahead of him was nothing but air nothing but air and Enzo and and Dak Prescott threw it there instead of to him this is predictable and so my closing point is simply this Dan Olavsky Shannon Sharp you know if you are, because I heard you on Get Up, you brought up the Detroit Lions. I was glad you did that because them brothers can run the football. How we know San yeah. Francisco can run the football. And yeah. by the way, sleep on the Philadelphia Eagles, but they can run the football too if they commit themselves to doing it. Fair. What Dallas showed you is that they need a lead 
So you need to pass in order for them to be who we, who people wanted to believe they are. And me personally, I sit here with a smile on my face because I was talking about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys because I'm talking about prosperity. See, they're allergic to it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, when you call them the underdogs and you talk about them like we're talking about them now, oh, they'll show up. But when you place expectations on them, they don't answer. Yeah. And this is the latest example of it. Why are the fans so emotional? This is the latest example of it. But if you... Oh, they're so beautiful. Did, did you see Shannon? Did you see Shannon? You see how miserable the fans were? Yeah, get mad. They get mad. They get mad at us for telling them the truth. That's right. Because if you look at this, when Molly, when y'all, we put that graphic on on the screen. Look right. at the home and the takeaways, and look how the defense get after you. Now look at them on the road. Now all of a sudden, instead of Michael Parsons swimming and getting upfield, he has to go square to square with a man. And those tight ends and those guards was doing a number on him, doing a number on D-Law, doing a number on Oziggy Dua, Oziggy, uh, O-97, Oziggy Zua. They were doing a number on him. So what happens when you can't pin your ears back and you have to look a man in his eye and he's putting his, he's putting his helmet in your chest? Look at this. Nobody touched him. Michael, Ch- Michael Parsons chasing the man like rerun was running behind that truck and what's happening. Is anybody going to touch him? Is anybody? The man's in the circus. He's a, he's, a, he's a tumbler with Linda. Look at him. Come on, Cowboys. All y'all do, and everybody they writing, this team looks different. This is a very close team. All I know is that star still as bright as it was last week. Are they not as close as they were last week? I need to know what's going on. I need to know because everybody got a whole lot to say when yeah. things are going well. That's right. But I ain't hear no sound bites yesterday. No. I didn't hear no catchy phrases. I didn't hear this team. Where's Jerry? Jerry said, this is one of the proudest moments I've ever had. What did he say yesterday? Everybody running their mouths when things are going well. I need to see when things are not going well. Do you still have that same energy? Can you go out there? Don't put your head down. I want Dak dressed like he was last week. You remember he came with that last week, Stephen A? That's right. He had That's a right. nice suit. Nice, we go that, to the same. Yeah! Here's my nice gold chain. And now all of a sudden, everybody got on sweatsuits. Everybody got on hoodies. That's right. Well, I can't put my finger on it. It's, it's a disparity between road and home. No! Well, Stand least, up there and talk like you did before. At least, at least Micah Parsons was real with it, though. He was like, man, I don't know how to explain this. I can, tell, and, and, I, I can explain it for Explain it. They're putting it's, up 18 points fewer on the road. Why? Offensively, what this offense is about is getting to the line of scrimmage. Dak is incredibly smart. He goes through his cadence, and he gets a tell about what the defense is in. Can't do that on the road as well. So when if you watch the game, Buffalo, all they did was Buffalo changed things at the snap. They showed you one thing, Shannon, they changed they changed to another thing. That threw off the rhythm and timing of this offense. We've raved about Dak, we've raved about Mike McCarthy this year, rightfully so. Timing and rhythm. So when you when you change things like that, quarterbacks play with a little bit of doubt. They play with a little bit of cloudiness. That's number one. Number two, I've said this since last year. When you take Micah Parsons out of the game, this defense is a completely different unit. Make him play the he's, run. You gotta make him play the run. He's the game wrecker. Philadelphia showed you the blueprint last year multiple times. You don't block them. San Francisco showed you the blueprint. You don't block them. Buffalo multiple times yesterday just did not block them. They put him in conflict. And then he's, he's, he's left hanging. They ran away from him all game long. Ran right at Marquise Bell all game. For me, this is Dan Quinn. 
Dan Quinn you never mean, adjusted. Never had an oh, you answer. Mean, you, mean, for, you, mean, you, mean, you mean the same Dan Quinn that was a head coach in the Super Bowl and they were great coach. Three, yeah. And yeah. Was up twenty eight to three and, and, yeah. and wouldn't run the ball at that particular moment in time because yeah. he wanted to pass. And Stephen A. Like, giving Brady just, time to come back. I mean that Dan Quinn. San Francisco, they know the blueprint. Philadelphia, if they're disciplined, to your point. They know the blue Detroit. They know. I'm telling you, the Los Angeles Rams know how to do it as well. Yeah, this is not you, like some. Oh, oh, we'll be fine, Dallas. This is a deal. situation where you have to be honest about how teams can beat you. Go ahead, Trent. but you do understand, guys. When you go on the road, your your playbook gets condensed because you can't hear and you sure. can't make all those checks. So you're going to limit the amount of checks you have on the road compared to when you're at home. So when they're at home and they can control the crowd noise, now I can get into run. I can get into a – I can check out of a run into a pass. I can check out of a pass into a run. But when you go on the road with crowd noise, you really have to be simplistic in your approach and you have to believe that I have the type of team – when I was with the Broncos in the late 90s, we didn't have a whole – we got two checks. We're going to get out of a run and we're going to toss it or we're going to hand it off to TD. Stop right. it. Yeah. Is it really that simple? Stop right. it. We're not going to get all that exotic and let you hit our quarterback in the back right. of the head because somebody missed a check. We're not going to do all that because somebody blown an assignment. We're going to line up. We're going to hand off weak or we're going to toss it strong to TD. Now stop it. But the Cowboys, and when that defense, guess what? When that defense can't wreck shots, when they can't get four or five sacks of the game, when they can't turn you over and put Dak on a short field, get you know, Deron Bland ain't getting pick sixes, and they're not getting scooping scores, how they look, D.O., on the road when they can't do those things? Let me answer this, though. Let me say a couple of things. Number one, even though they got obliterated, I don't even look that much at Dak from yesterday's loss. I look at the defense that was getting ramrodded and pushed around and Buffalo was marching up and down the field, chewing up time of possession, et cetera, et cetera. I look at it from that perspective. I also look at it from this. Again, we're talking about a Dallas Cowboy team, and I'm not joking here. When I talk about allergic to prosperity, I mean it, and here's the reason why. Because you knew that the division, even though the Eagles could win out and they would have won the division, the fact of the matter is you would have put pressure on the Philadelphia Eagles to have to win every single game. You knew that coming into this game. You go on the road, and what happens? This is how you get beat. And so for me, I'm looking at it from the standpoint those expectations were something they couldn't answer the call to. You missed Ezekiel Elliott from the standpoint that once upon a time, you had a bell cow at the running back spot that could run the football themselves, not just somebody that was relying on speed and elusivity, but strength, being a bell cow. You didn't have that. And last but not least, they talked about Dak Prescott and how you give him an abundance of plays. I heard you and Rex talking about it on Get Up. You give him an abundance of plays. He goes to the line of scrimmage. He purviews the landscape. And he says, yo, okay, this is what I think we should go with. Right. On the road, that's not easy, which means he needs help. That help has to come from Mike McCarthy. A Mike McCarthy once upon a time. We looked at it and we said, yo, even Aaron Rodgers was questioned whether or not he was okay. All of a sudden, we ignored those things for all of these months. And now it's come back to the light. Because guess what? Are you ready for this stat, Shannon? Yeah, how many ahead. playoff games? How many road playoff games have the Dallas Cowboys won in the last thirty years? Are you ready for the answer? Zero. Probably one or none. One. Yeah. Oh, last, last year, year, Tampa. That's it. That's the only road playoff game the Dallas Cowboys have won in thirty years. We were there. And for knowing that. that, and knowing that, right. you go go in there and lose last. Listen, night. they have a they, chance, they have a chance to redeem are. themselves on the road Christmas Eve. They're in Miami, and then they got a big one at home against the Lions. But I want to get Buffalo. to Buffalo. Yeah, 
Uh, Yeah, I want to get to uh, Buffalo, talk about the Bills here, who are surging after wins over the Chiefs and obviously the Cowboys. Buffalo's two games behind the Dolphins in the AFC East with three games to go. Those squads meet in Miami Week 18. Uh, Dan, are the Bills the most dangerous team in the AFC? Oh, yeah. I think they're the second scariest team in the NFL outside of San Francisco. We could be honest about who Buffalo is right now, okay? Number one, we've talked all season long, rightfully so, about the injuries. I don't know if there's a better third-down defense in football cooking right now when it comes to pressure. You talk about Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips and the edge rushers. Vaughn was pretty good. Mal- uh, Floyd, Floyd was outstanding. Mal- outstanding. Leonard Floyd, outstanding. The coverage unit that is, is locking down right now is playing big-time football. That's who this defense is, even with some of these injuries. Okay, and let's talk about the offense in Buffalo because we got defensive clips up right now. Let's talk about the offense. Ever since Joe Brady took over, four games. Number one, it's become a ball control offense. They, they're they're out time of possession, out getting plays, getting run, out doing all of that. Number two, this offensive line was a weakness last year. It's now strength. Completely dominated line of scrimmage. They got James Cook. The two tight ends are playmakers. Obviously, Steph is Steph. And they got a quarterback who I think it's going to come down to week 18. The division will come down to that. They're going to go on the road versus Miami for the division. And I'm telling everybody, if he continues to play that the way he has, and they go on the road and win in week 18, it's going to be hard to not give the, this guy the MVP. He's going to have 45 total touchdowns on the year. It's going to be outrageous the amount of production he's going to have. I think they're the second scariest team in the NFL. When I look at Buffalo, Stephen A., I think the one thing that Joe Brady did, he made a commitment to get the ball to James Cook. Whether he hands it to him or he throws him the football. You look at his production since he's taken over, they're throwing him the football down the field. He hit the uh, uh, on the scene. They're hitting him in the scene. They're running him on seven routes against uh, corners and safeties. He, um, excuse me, linebackers and safeties. He's done an unbelievable job. But Buffalo, it comes down to this. It always has. It always will. Can Josh Allen protect the football? Because when they take, when he protects the football, they're almost unbeatable. But when he's getting, giving it away, everybody that's on their schedule can beat them. So it comes down to him, Dio. Can he protect the football? And will they continue to give you a heavy dose of James Cook, be it running the football or throwing the football? It's in his hand. You know the saying, the bird is in his hands? Because when he turns the football over, no matter who they're playing, Dio, he brings them up to his level. And when he's turning it over, he also goes down to their level. If he can protect the football and they can continue to run the football with James Cook like they're doing, you're absolutely right. They're going to be a tough out, and you don't want to go to Western New York in January. Well, I get you, and, I, and I'm, I'm with y'all on this because I think Buffalo is the second most dangerous team in the National Football League at this particular moment in time. I'm with you on that. I will tell you this, though, Shannon, when you bring up James Cook, he had 25 carries last night for 179 yards. That's the most carries he's had in the game this season. Prior to that, he's not had more than 17 carries in a game. Last week against Kansas City, he only had 10 carries. So you are looking at Joe Brady and you're saying, wait a minute, should you be giving him the ball considerably more? Should this be something that has some degree of consistency? You're not going to average 5.4 yards a carry against everybody. We get all of that. 
But you might want to do something because you point to what Shannon Sharp just said. You're talking about limiting the mistakes of a Josh Allen, not putting him in a position where he feels he has to try to be the hero. So because of that, there's a mistake that transpires. You beat the Dallas Cowboys by 10 minutes in time of possession. You double them up on first downs, okay? You sat up there and rushed for 266 yards. Dan Dan Quinn never gave up more than 250. He never gave up 250 yards oh, rushing really? in a game. Ever, you know, so this is, this is the first time that's happened against them. So we see all of that. But in the end, what it comes down to is this. Shannon's right in terms of making sure to limit the mistakes of Josh Allen. But that's not just on Josh Allen. That's on Joe Brady and making mm-hmm. sure him and McDermott making sure they get they feed the ball to their running back in a guy like Cook so you don't have to ask him to come to the rescue. It's gonna Deal. Be, I think I, I think a lot of their success is gonna depend on their ability to run the football. Because it helps them Steve, let me ask Dio this. Dio, there's something going on with a Dan Quinn defense. You remember a couple of years ago, the Baltimore Ravens ran them out the building. The yeah. Cleveland Browns ran them out the building. The Arizona Cardinals ran them out the building. The Eagles run them out the building. Again, yesterday, what happens in that defense and that the way they play it, they're going to single high safety, go get the quarterback. We'll stop the run on the way to the quarterback. And when these guys can't rip or swim and get up, feel in a hurry, and they got to sit there and catch those blocks, this is an entirely different defense. They're a little undersized because they're based on speed, which means getting to your quarterback. In order for getting to the quarterback, you need to have a lead. Well, if you not got a lead and you got to sit in there because that's not what we do really well, you run into the problem. You see how the Cowboys look when they don't have the lead and all of a sudden they can't just pin their ears back and fly out the ball and get upfield? They're a different defense when they're not playing from a lead. Shannon, the answer is real quick. Number one, when when Micah is not allowed to be a game wrecker schematically, it's a different defense. Number two, they're small. They got 205 and 210-pound linebackers. Buffalo ran right at Marquise Bell all game long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And your guy, Josh Allen, now has 10 games with a pass and rush TD, most in NFL history. History? Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one... The majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles.
miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. In the AFC, the Ravens clinched a playoff berth with a 23-7 win over the mistake-prone Jaguars and some Lamar Jackson magic. Baltimore sits at 11-3 and currently holds the top seed in the AFC. Meanwhile, in the NFC, the Niners took down the cards with ease, 45-29. The story was Christian McCaffrey going for 115 yards, and Brock Purdy is confident CMC is the MVP. Dude, I think... I think Christian should be MVP. I think I, I really do believe that. You know, he does everything um, for us, runs the ball well, can catch the ball. He does everything. And so, in my eyes, that's an MVP. All right. The odds by ESPN Bet say otherwise, as it's Brock Purdy's, who's the odds on, let's try that again, who is the odds on favorite to win MVP. While Christian McCaffrey sits in fifth, Purdy entered Sunday as co favorite with Dak Prescott to win the award. Okay, Stephen A., your MVP frontrunner today, sir. I would tell you Christian McCaffrey at the particular moment. I think it's a toss-up between him and Lamar Jackson. I think it's that close. That's where I'm at with it. Christian McCaffrey said 13, 13 touchdowns run, seven touchdown catches. You sitting up there looking at this. Marshall Falk in 2000 was named league MVP that season. He was one of the few people that had ever done that in a single season, Shannon. And you got O.J. Simpson and Chuck Foreman, both in 1975, when O.J. Simpson finished runner-up to MVP for Fran Tarkenton, where you see those kind of numbers being brought up here. Christian McCaffrey, first uh, uh, rushing yards, first with 1,292. Scrimmage yards, first with 1,801. Total touchdowns, tied for first with Monster to Miami. And rush yard per attempts, he's at fourth. And then I got to take into account what did Purdy look like when Christian McCaffrey was out, when Debo Samuel was out, when Trent Williams was out. And I got to say, wait a minute now, I got to look at the consistency and the amount of games they win when Christian McCaffrey, I think they only lost one damn game when he's been in the lineup healthy and ready to go. The fact is, I think about the impact that he's had on Purdy and on the rest of Kyle Shanahan's offense, and that's where I'm at with it. I know Lamar Jackson's been sensational. He could win it. There's no doubt about it. Last night certainly didn't hurt his chances. We saw what he's capable of doing. But right now, I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey and what he's bringing to the table, and that's what I'm looking at. Well, I, I can't say that I disagree with you, Stephen A., but I'm going to go Brock Purdy now. If this if there's ever a year a non-quarterback can win the award because nobody's going to have that 45, 5,000 yards like Patrick Mahomes had last year. But I got Brock Purdy. I got Brock Purdy. I just – what he's been able to do, number one in touchdown passes, number two in passing yards, number one in QBR, and he's, the, and he's on the best team in football. And he's played unbelievable, unblemished. And look at who he's done it to. 
Look at what he did to the Eagles. Look at what he did to the Cowboys. Look at what he did to the Arizona Cardinals, who did the demolition job on the very Cowboys earlier in the year. If you look at the way he's played thus far, and I get it. I, I, I know, understand everything. He's not even the best player on his team. Debo's better, and Christian McCaffrey's better, and Fred Warren. I get all that. But Christian McCaffrey ain't throwing the ball. Debo Samuels isn't throwing the ball. Trent Williams isn't throwing the ball. Brock Purdy is throwing the ball. And Stephen A., you've been in this business a lot longer than I have. And you know sports is not about wins and losses. It's not about X's and O's. It's about stories. There's a reason why they have color and play-by-play during the game. Because they could easily just have none of those guys and just flash the score up. Okay, they scored, and Miami has seven, Buffalo has nothing. But somebody has to tell the story. You tell me a more compelling story than Mr. Irrelevant, a seventh-round draft pick, the last pick in the NFL draft, leading this team, the number one seed, winning the Super Bowl. And you look at the numbers, it says Brock Purdy is an overwhelming. He's the first guy to be negative. Because everybody else was plus 150, plus 250, and then everybody else plus 350, 400. He's minus 150. He's a, remember, I said it was neck and neck last week. He's opened up a lead, and here we come down the stretch, and he has the lead. As long as he don't throw the jockey off or hick a hoof, it's his, it's his uh, MVP. So you would give MVP to a player that's not elite? Yes, yes. Just because you, you can – hold on. See, we got to stop this notion. See, this notion is is that just because you're not elite, that doesn't mean you're not having an unbelievable season. This is not a longevity award. This is a 2023 award. Has he played great in 2023? Would he be deserving of this award in 2023? Now, if you want to move forward 2024, 2025, we'll talk about that. At an at appropriate time. How many guys but in the re- NFL have won MVP without being elite players? I mean, MVP uh, of the season, not not the Super Bowl. There's been some one-offs in the Super Bowl. Hell, but how hell, many Mark, guys in the NFL Mark have won Mosley, MVP? Mark Mosley won the, in 1982. Mark Mosley won the MVP as a kicker. Is he elite? Is a kicker years elite? ago? Forty years is ago. It, is it an MVP? Yes or no? What did they call the award in, in '82? Did they so, call it something else? So, no, but it's 40 years ago when, when the game was a relatively different game. But so, on, you, hold, okay, you mean to tell me, Shannon, that you're – because you, in your words, correct me if I'm wrong, you've said he's not elite. You've said he's a product no, of the system. No, no, no. I'll give you another example. Rich Gannon won the award. Rich Gannon had a great year. He was elite that year. He was, he was great that year. Would you say Rich Gannon is an elite quarterback? No, no. No. Okay, then. So he won the award. Don't play with me with my knowledge now. That's you want me to go one. back even further? That's a good one. That's okay. a good one. Okay. That, that's, but he was elite that year. <laughs> Rich Cannon elite that year. Well, I like I like my eliteness. I don't know about you, Stephen A., but I like my eliteness over a period of time. So Give why? me two. Rich Cannon so also so, wasn't so, playing so, at a time so, when Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. That. Don't give us that. Don't give us that because, you, you know, at the end of the day, you got to play in the times that you're going. Listen, whatever you're going up against, it ain't his fault he was born earlier. Tom he was Brady, playing earlier. Peyton Manning, you know Tom so you can't Brady, go by that. I just find it interesting. I just find it you, interesting. You, you just can't. I just, can I find it interesting? Can I find it interesting? It depends. Go ahead. I find it interesting <laughs> that in September he wasn't elite and he was a product of the system. And now the first week or second week of December, excuse me, he is that's not the, the front runner for the that's MVP. That's not the argument to make against Shannon's argument. Here's the argument to make. When they struggled and they lost three in a row, 
Shannon looked at it, and Debo was out, and Trent Williams was out, and Shannon highlighted how Brock Purdy looked ordinary at that particular juncture. That's the argument to make against Purdy for MVP. The fact that there was a cushion in this season where you were able to look at him and say, Nah, he's not. He needs all of this in order for him to look the way that he looks. Now, you were saying that's not fair because anybody that loses their main weapons, they would struggle. But we were saying, wait a minute, you got to find a way to stop the bleeding. You got to find a way to get it done. And for a three week stretch, not only did they lose, but they had lost the lead in the NFC West for for a moment. So we got to take those things into consideration. And that is what I think could ultimately be held against Brock Purdy in favor of a Christian McCaffrey. That's where I'm going. It's hard. So listen, I don't disagree that I would put Lamar at one, especially coming off last night. I I just don't understand how we could watch Lamar Jackson play. And Brock's had an unbelievable year. He's playing lights out football. I think he's a high, high end quarterback. Watching Lamar play is just so unique. I mean, there's seven or eight plays a game that you just go, I don't know who else does it. You know, Josh, Patrick and and whatnot. I I think the, the bigger conversation is this. The, the MVP for the first time in what feels like a long time is going to be like the Heisman this year. All these guys are going to get their moments. In, yeah. in the next three weeks, they're all going to get their moments. If, if we want to say Brock Purdy is at the top or very much so near the top, he's going to get the Los Angeles Rams in week 18, and the Rams are probably going to be playing to get into the playoffs. So he's going to have that opportunity. Same with McCaffrey. Lamar Jackson is going to play on Christmas Eve night, I believe, or, or New Year's 49ers. Eve versus the Miami Dolphins. And then, the, they, yeah, you're right. You're right. They he's got, got the 49ers. Christmas. And then the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. So he's going to have his stretch. Josh Allen's going to go on the road in week 18 versus the Miami Dolphins with a chance to win the division. Both Tyreek and Tua are going to be likely in that game. So those two are going to have their moments. Dak Prescott may, may not have the moment this year just because I thought he was the leader going into this weekend. And I think the performance knocks him out. And I don't know if he's going to have that primetime moment. C.J. Stroud no. very much so in the conversation. Um, Hurt's still in there. Josh Allen is in there. So it, it's a vast net right now. And all those guys are going to have their moment. Stephen A., I think the thing is because we've seen Brock Purdy, we've seen him in primetime games against Dallas, he showed up, he showed out. We saw him against the Eagles, he showed up and showed out. And in every big moment since he's got his all of his collection of guys back, he's been unbelievable. And so I think that goes to show. I don't think Lamar Jackson had a great game last night when you consider what Purdy did. 242, four touchdowns. Yes, he had a touchdown. Yeah, he had some oohs and ahs Shit. moments. But you're talking about, four, hold on, high is 14 or 24, less than 200 yards passing, one touchdown and one interception is comparable to 242, two, uh, four touchdowns with no turnovers. Watch the games? Watch the watch, games and watch I, Lamar play? How I'm many plays does Lamar Lake make out of nothing last night? I'm saying he had ooh and ah moments, but at the end of the day, I used to vote for this award, and I can honestly say I've never missed when I voted for an MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year. I was spot on. So I think I got a pretty good idea of how the voters are going to think. When you look at it, it's still, yes, Lamar Jackson is unbelievable, but is his stats going to be comparable to those of Brock Purdy with the 45, 4,600 yards, 36, 36, 37 touchdowns? Yes. Shannon, since you brought it up, how do the voters think? They're look. It's about stories. You look at now, I do believe Christian McCaffrey and, and, and Brock Purdy going to chop each other up some. And okay. so you're not going to get a Patrick Mahomes getting 46 of the 50 plus votes. You're going to, somebody's going to win this award with probably 23 to 25 votes. 
because you're going to get Christian McCaffrey's going to get some votes. You're going to get uh, uh, Jalen Hurts going to get some votes. Dak Prescott's going to get some votes. So we're going to have a vote. We're going to have five or six guys. Would I be surprised if they invited four guys to the ceremony? No, I would not. But I think it's going to be a close race. But if I had a vote this year, I'm voting. I'm voting Brock Purdy. So again, I, like probably right now, Shannon, I don't all that disagree with you. But I just think some of the other guys are going to have the moments to, like, jump Brock. Brock's no. next, like, huge games, I, I think, is going to be week 18. No. And that might be when the, when the one seeds are. I, they got the Ravens. You're right. They got, they got the, the Ravens the on Ravens. Christmas. So they he got, goes they, they out and throws four touchdowns against the Ravens. What you well, what think happens, will happen? To- <clears throat> what happens if Josh Allen goes and has another eight to ten touchdowns over the next three weeks and they win the AFC East? He's, he's going to have a huge chance. I don't believe, he can, I don't believe Josh Allen can catch him. I don't believe Josh Allen. I don't believe, no, because he missed a game. And I think that's what's hurt. That's what's going to hurt Tyreek in offensive player of the year because Christian McCaffrey hasn't missed a game. Tyreek missed a game. Purdy leads the NFL in total QBR, pass TDs, TD to interception ratio, and yards per. Come on, come on, D.O. Not bad for a naughty elite guy. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, You know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. 
The story all week regarding the Chiefs was the receiver position. Leading the league in drops and drop percentage. We heard all about it. Well, that pattern continued Sunday. Kadarius Toney's drop led to an interception for Mahomes. Fortunately for the Chiefs, it didn't cost them the road win over the New England Patriots. Here's Andy Reid on that specific play. We'll see how things go. I'm, I'm not down on Tony. Um, he does some good things, man. So we just got to keep – he's a young guy, Adam. So we're, we're not talking about somebody that uh, has been in this league a long time. All right. Club Shay Shay, you're up first. Should Andy Reid bench Tony? Well, I don't know if he can because they're already thin at the receiver. You know, they got Ross, one of their receivers that they were counting on this year. He had a domestic violence issue, so he still has a suspension to serve. So I don't know if and when he's coming back. You see Sky Moore got bailed out yesterday. He fumbled the ball, but they got a, a holding call away from the ball. They kept him. So right now, I don't really know how they can bench him, considering the fact they're already thin at receivers and don't have anywhere else to turn. But when you look at it, he's lo- he, he lost his confidence. Because he's always he's looking, he's looking to make a play every time he gets his hand on the ball. If you watch this deal, you see he's already looking to get upfield. Well, you can't. I've never seen anybody score anything or get any yards without the ball in their hands. <laughs> and so it doesn't do you any good to think you're about to take off if you haven't secured the ball yet. And it's 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 getting to the point. You see Patrick Mahomes now. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. It cost him hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Because they are, they pointed it at the officials. In actuality, they were upset at Kadarius Tony, and and Patrick Mahomes is like, I don't really know what you want me to do, guys. I uh, have to throw him the ball, but it's going to come a time, and I've seen it happen. And I don't want to call the quarterback and, and the player's name, mm-hmm. but I've seen a time where a player has dropped the ball so much, the quarterback has looked at him, he's wide open, and go somewhere with the football, Stephen. Happening now, and it's, it's and it's about to happen. To, right. to, an, uh, to an extent, you're like, Patrick, you got to throw him the ball, but he's going to lose all. If he has it, he's very, very close to losing all of his confidence in Kadarius Tony. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, uh, before we move on, um, Travis Kelsey, my brother, you see what we're talking about now? I mean, he was upset the other day on his podcast, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, dropped the F-bomb and all this other stuff. And, you know, because he was coming to the defensive receiver, we understand <laughs> why he felt the need to do so. We're not yeah. faulting Travis Kelsey for that. But do you understand what we're seeing, sir? Because it's there, <laughs> plain as day. And what you're seeing in that footage with Patrick Mahomes is somebody that's screaming, at the offensive minds, the offensive coordinator, Nagy, uh, uh, Andy Reid, is like, yo, y'all, what, what more do you want me to do? Damn. Because basically they're telling him, throw that man the football, throw that man the football, throw that man the football. And he's getting to the point, like Shannon just pointed out, he don't want to because you don't believe in him anymore. I do have a solution, though. I do have a solution. Because the drops is one thing. The interception from it is another. And I think that that elevates. If you just drop the pass, okay, we got another down. I'll go somewhere else, okay? But when that creates an interception, that's when you lose turnover. it. Because not only, yeah. not only does that create a turnover, but that also blemishes your statistics. See, everybody ain't going to remember that, to- that, that Kadarius Tony dropped about five passes and four of them led to interceptions. They ain't going to remember that. What they're going to say is Patrick Mahomes threw four interceptions. Let's go tick them yep. off, okay? So we have, to, we have to understand that, right? Here's the solution, Shannon. Here's the solution, Dan Olowski. Just throw it towards the sideline. If he misses it, it'll go out of bounds. Don't throw it anywhere in the middle of the field of that man. I mean, anything in between the numbers, just don't throw 
going. Don't even look in this direction, okay? Anytime, make sure it's outside. If there's two choices, either he's going to catch it or it's going to be incomplete and out of bounds. It ain't going to be something that he's going to drop and it's going to fall into the hands of a defender. Don't throw him anything in between the numbers. That's my solution to that problem. So... from my non-football player self, I'm just saying, damn it. I mean, I, I'm just thinking logically. I'm putting on my spot thinking right here. You understand? If you throw it him on the sideline, okay, you make sure it's going to touch him or it's going to go out of bounds. Because if it's in bounds and his hands are what you're depending on, it's going to be a problem. They threw one to Sky Moore towards the sideline against Green Bay and he got picked off. There we go. I, I think in regards to both Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, there needs to be honest conversations about not playing them both at all. Mm. Both of them. They hurt the football team way too much. And in the NFL, if you hurt the team, you don't play. There's too much <clears throat> lack of communication. There's too much drops. There's too much lack of vision. Kadarius Tony got the ball on a couple of jet sweeps yesterday and ran right into tackles. There's too many fumbles. Sky Moore had a fumble yesterday he got away with because there was a yep. penalty on New England's defense. Andy Reid and Matt Nagy are in a very difficult spot because the, both tackles continue to struggle. Terrible. And so you're sitting there saying, well, we got to get the ball out of our hands, and then you want people to do something with it. And Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore both – have continuously let and hurt this football team down. So what are you saying? You're going to rely on two tight ends with no? Yes. With, with, I think with, you rely with, on MVS. With Gray and Kelsey. Yes. And, and then put, and then put Claude, 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 you know, Claude, uh, Edwards-Hilaire. You're going to put Claude Edwards-Hilaire there right there? Him, Him and McKinnon. Pacheco will come back. All right, Pacheco will come back. And I would rely on MVS. targeted nine times, caught all nine passes. Rice yesterday. is good. He didn't drop anything. That's the downside of this situation is Rice has emerged. All year it was, it was which one is going to emerge. He's absolutely emerged as a guy. But the, the fall off by Tony – now, I'm not saying for their career. For this year, because we're on the home stretch. Yeah. And they, they got a chance to – no one in the AFC is maybe like this clear-cut no-brainer. No, and right. so you can't have lack of pass catchers and lack of protection. I'd go MVS. I'd go Watson. I'd go Rice. I'd go the multiple tight ends and the backs and say, hey, Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore. Right now, you're sitting. Maybe it's a week hey. or two, but right now you're sitting. And the thing is, guys – is that Kadarius Tony has gotten worse. Remember, he started the season bobbling the ball that ended up in a pick six. He hasn't gotten out of the funk. But let me tell you what's happening. And, it, and it's not anything about doing with play calling. EB was your accountability officer. He held guys accountable. That's not what Nagy is doing. And see, that's why, if you remember, Shady McCoy took a lot of shots at EB and, and, and uh, Tyreek said, man, you still hadn't got over here and tell you to tuck that ball, huh? He's going to hold players accountable, and that's what you have to have. Andy keep, uh, Red keeps talking about, you know, he's a young guy. He's in his third year, Andy. He's in his third year. He ain't young anymore. Right. His job as a receiver is to catch the football. It's really not that complicated. Catch the football when it's thrown to you. Your quarterback, you see Patrick Mahomes on the sideline? He's like, damn, God. He's like, damn, what do I got to do to get a catch from this guy? I hit him in the hands. I hit him between the one and the nine, and he's still dropping it. Reminder, Kansas City still alive for the one seed, and Patrick Mahomes has never won a road playoff game.